0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. One of the most wonderful and delightful attributes of our God is that He is gracious. We serve a God of grace this evening. And I think about Psalm 116, verse 5 on the next slide, and we'll see it together. It says, Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. And the Bible also says in Psalm 145, verse 8, The Lord is, what? Gracious. And full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. I think on the next slide, Job chapter 2, verse 13. And rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious, once again there, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. And thank God our God is very patient with us, and that he is long-suffering toward us. And that's how we were saved. And as we continue in this journey, we must always seek his grace. And it's not by our merits and our doing and our talents and our skills that we grow in him We grow by His grace and His grace only, and that He is gracious and that He is full of compassion. Grace is defined as a merited favor, or in simple words, receiving something when we don't truly deserve it. Receiving something when we don't truly deserve it. You know, there are many things in life that we take for granted, especially when it is from the Lord. And I think about Acts chapter 17, verse 24. And uh, uh, God hath made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is that worship with man's hands, as though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth, the Bible says, to all life and breath, and all things. And verse twenty six, I'll read for you, have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, had determined the times before appointed unto the bounds of their habitation. And verse twenty eight the Bible says, For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. You see the Bible is very clear that we, in every, uh, I guess, activities of life, and, uh, you know, uh, as we think about just the fact, Uh, that we are living uh, even this evening. It's because of His grace. And it's because of His grace that we live and breathe and do the things that we do. I think about Acts chapter 14 as well. God uh, uh, fills us with generosity and grace. The Bible says in verse 16, I think it's in the slide, it says, Who in times past suffered all nations to walk their own ways, nevertheless He left not Himself without wisdom. In that He did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And uh, you know what? What, the, what is the Bible speaking of there? He's talking about, in every sense, the nature that we enjoy. And I think we are, in every sense, uh, taking granted for. Uh, the things that God has truly given us every single day, and even the rain that we sometimes uh, enjoy in our lives, and let us make sure that we give uh, uh, credit to whom is uh, uh, due, and and let us make sure we glorify the one who has truly filled us with many blessings, and and this might be a very simple acknowledgement, but do we really thank God for his gracious giving toward our lives even today, the life that we have, the air that we breathe, and the movements that we carry, the physical bodies that we have, the rain that the earth receives, the fruits and fruit that we attained in our daily lives. And do we truly thank Him for all these little things that we have every day? And I hope we do so more as we, uh, as we are Christians and that we do not take these things for granted. And these things we don't truly deserve. Why? Because in every sense, Adam and Eve... Fell under sin, and even the whole earth is groaning in sinful nature. And but by God's grace, He is sustaining everything in this world, and He has not poured out His wrath yet. And that he is longing not in every sense for them to just live and breathe, but for them to come to the knowledge of the Savior of Jesus Christ, and that they repent, and that they become born again. And you see, Jesus Christ could have came back, I think, maybe thousand years ago, and, and in every sense, the seven-year seven, day, seven year tribulation uh, could have happened maybe uh, 500 years ago, but it did not. And, uh, and God has been long-suffering for the last 2,000 years, and God has given Every man, breath and life and, and many generations have passed. And the reason why is because he wants more people to be saved. And the reason why is because his grace is still available. Oh, do we truly thank Him for those little things, but also the major thing like salvation and all these things we don't deserve, my friend, because we have walked our own way. We have gone astray in our sins. We have all become unprofitable, and we, have, uh, we, have, we had our throats as open sepulchres, and we had our tongues of deceit and lies, and we don't deserve to live in abundance of generosity. For the wages of sin is death, the Bible says, and the Bible also says, a soul that it, it shall die. And the only thing that we deserve is surely death. And even second death, which is called a lake of fire. And thank God for his grace. We have salvation today. And thank God as we are Christian, even in this temporary life. And, and of course, in eternity, we will also uh, 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 enjoy uh, this new life in him. But let us think about the fact that even as a Christian, we still are living today, and that we get to perform, uh, uh, I guess, the testimony that God has given us, and that we are able to live a life that God has committed to us. So uh, uh, as we think about this matter, uh, why are we blessed? Why do we have so much? It's because of His grace tonight, and we must make sure we give Glory to God because He is so gracious, and that is the main reason why we also have salvation, like I said before. And let us make sure we are grateful for our salvation, and uh, 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 as not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his, uh, uh, grace, and and that uh, we are saved in His mercy. Because uh, because of His mercy, we are saved, my friend. And and let us make sure that in everything, uh, especially in salvation, that we give glory to God. And I believe with all my heart that when we recognize grace in our lives, we truly gain spiritual maturity in the Lord Jesus. And if you think about his grace every single day, Monday through Sunday, I think you will truly be a better Christian. And that you'll be more of a grateful Christian. And a Christian who is, in every sense, putting away bitter and complaints and uh, if you just think about his grace and, and who you truly are in your sinful state and, and I think you'd be better off my friend and I think about uh, the thorn in the flesh that the Apostle Paul recognized in his life and he asked the Lord to remove it three times but uh, Jesus Christ said uh, my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness and Apostle Paul uh, uh, declared he said hey I Will gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, he found grace during the trial time, time of trial. He found grace during the uh, time of frustration when uh, he wanted that thorn in the flesh to be out of his life. But God says, "You need this so that you may learn of my grace." And before you start complaining about something, hey, find God's grace first. And I think you'll be a better Christian. And I believe that you'll grow as a Christian. And he continues on to say, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when when I am weak then am I strong. And uh, so he took pleasure, and he had the joy and the gratitude in God. And also, he says, he became more strong. Why? Because of himself? No, because he recognized of his gracious power and of his gracious strength. You see, the Apostle Paul undoubtedly grew more in his maturity in Christ because God had, reco- uh, God had him recognize his grace that was so f- sufficient for him. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, where sin abounded, uh, grace did what? Much more abound. And, uh, you know, his grace is uh, much more stronger than any of our insecurities and fear or even sin. And let us uh, uh, find grace in the time of need. And, uh, And Lord takes pleasure in giving to us. He is a giver. And he has always been a giver ever since the uh, day of creation. And and uh, he uh, uh, spoke this world into existence. And, and uh, he gave the garden to Adam and Eve. And, and even though they fell, God, Jesus Christ or God promised them, hey, I want you to know that the seed of woman will come, that the Messiah will come, and that and, uh, I will redeem you to myself once again. And and we see over and over again that God is a giver and that he is truly great gracious and I've been kind of thinking about even uh, 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 Cain in the uh, the book of Genesis and you know uh, he did a very terrible thing in ignoring God's admonition and and also he went to kill his own brother and he was sarcastic about it and my my brother's keeper and he had a very bad attitude and God gave him a curse and that he became a vagabond and and, uh, but you know, Cain, in every sense, tried to reason with him. And don't you know, if I go out there like that, they will kill me. And uh, God was gracious to him. And that God gave him a, 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 a signet or a sign upon his forehead. And that uh, people uh, uh, would be fearful of smiting him or killing him. And because they will receive uh, four times fold. And, uh, but as we think about that illustration and that story, hey, God was still gracious to Cain. And that God was still merciful to him in that sense. And I even think about Esau and and the person who had the root of bitterness, the person who rejected the birthright, the person who didn't care to repent. But we see in Esau's life, and I was reading Hebrews chapter 11, how Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau by faith together. Yes, Esau was not a good man. And we know from the scripture, the Bible says, the Lord said, uh, uh, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Remember that. And uh, Esau, in every sense, was not a good testimony. But I think about the words of Esau. He said to Isaac, has thou but one blessing and he was still blessed, by the way. And that he came, he went forth and uh, in every sense made up with his brother Jacob and everything uh, was fine with his family in the future. But I'm simply saying I'm not lifting up Esau. I'm not lifting up Cain. I'm lifting up the grace of God and that God was gracious to them. God takes pleasure in giving because he gets glorified by uh, uh, by us uh, uh, observing and also experiencing his giving. And a pastor and his wife decided to have the church deacons and their wives over for dinner. It was quite an undertaking, but the pastor and his wife wanted to be salt and light for the leaders of their church. When it, come, and when it came time for dinner, everyone uh, was seated, and the pastor's wife asked her little four-year daughter if she will say grace. The girl said, I don't know what to say, Mom. And her mom told her, just say what I say, honey. And everyone bowed their head, and the little girl said, Oh, dear Lord, why am I having all these people over for dinner? Amen. And, uh, you know, as we think about the illustration, some people give partially, not with a cheerful heart. But when the Lord gives, hey, he has a cheerful heart. And uh, he is, in every sense, uh, 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 is a gracious giver and a cheerful giver. And he loves to give. And uh, thank God for our God who does so. And God does, doesn't complain, no, uh, or is it a burden for him to give grace? And, and, and his children uh, must find this grace and, 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 and find pleasure in it as well. Not abuse it but in every sense... Find it and uh, uh, grow thereby, and be grateful thereby as well. I think about William Booth, the founder, uh, founder of Salvation Army. Uh, his aged eye became weak in his old age, and a an, uh, unsuccessful operation was performed. Two days later, after the surgery, was found that, that he had an infection that he would lose his sight completely. And William Booth said these words: "God knows best. I have done what I could do for God with the people. Uh, with uh, with uh, what I could." do for God and and for the and for his people with my eyes now I must do what I can for God and the people without my eyes and uh, as he was uh, entering his uh, uh, elderly ears he found God's grace and he said hey I could keep going for the Lord Jesus Christ. And and God is still gracious. Even though I have lost my sight, I still have the opportunity to serve him. And that God is still giving me the strength. God is still giving me his wonderful power to preach the gospel and let others know that Jesus saves. And And uh, I want you to know whatever state in your life, whether that be you're a young person or a middle-aged person, and, and wherever you're in your life, my friend, God's grace is still sufficient for you and he wants to give you power, he wants to give you knowledge, he wants to give you all the things that you need so that you could grow in him and that you could be a fine testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. So do not give up on him yet because he has not given up on you and find this grace tonight, and grow in ministry, and, and be fervent for the Lord, and, and be encouraging, and, uh, and, and truly love your family, and love your spouse, and love this church. Why? Because His grace is still sufficient. So, I want to share with you three biblical principles of grace that will help us to remember His grace, uh, His grace daily in our lives. So, number one, remind yourself of the grace that is available Grace that is available, Hebrews 4, 16, I think it's in the next slide. Let's read this together. Ready? Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, God's grace never runs out. And that's why Christ said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. And it is enough, by the way. It is enough. You don't need to seek anything more. God's grace is enough. And to go further than that, it's more than enough to get, him, get people through. And that is the same thing with us. God's grace is available for us in the time of need. And whatever trouble you go through, whatever temptation you might be in, and whatever the heartache, and whatever the circumstances, you can find God's grace in the time of need. And, and for many Christians, they tend to lose the truth of the, uh, 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 the available grace when they are in deep Sin And some people think that they have gone too far and some people think they have gone over to the habitation of sin where there is no turning back and they have no hope of living a pure and clean life again. They say that God cannot forgive me and use me again, but that is not true. Like I said before, quoting Romans uh, chapter uh, 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 number 6, where uh, 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 grace, uh, where sin abounded, grace, uh, grace did much more abound. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, I think it's in the next slide there. And let's look at chapter 2, look at verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sit not. Okay? And if any man sin, we have advocate with the Father, and his name is who? Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Did Jesus Christ cover all your sins, yes or no? Yes, so it doesn't matter how much of a deep of sin you're in in your life, I want you to know grace of God is further than that. And the grace of God is able to reach out to you. And don't we thank God for Him? And we ought to claim that, that this verse here, as we uh, uh, have committed willful sin against our holy God, God is always gracious to forgive and also to take us back. But one condition must be recognized. We must come in humility so that we don't abuse his grace. First John chapter 1 it records here in verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, John says, hey, uh in every way, make sure you confess your sins and let God know that you have sinned against him. And I believe that takes humility. Okay. And the Bible also says in James chapter 4, verse 6, And he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resists the proud, he giveth grace unto the who? The humble, you see. Grace cannot be available for you if you're filled, filled up with pride. Grace is only available when you're humble. And when you're in sin, make sure you approach the throne of grace in humility and that you confess your sins and that you let the Lord know that you have sinned against him Oh, grace is available for us all the time as long as we're humble before God God is willing to forgive your sins by his grace God is willing to take you back by his grace God is willing to help you in the time of need by his grace and God is willing to strengthen you in the time of need by his grace and God is willing to use you again for his glory by his grace as long as you come before Him in humility. God resists the proud, but he, gra- he giveth grace unto the humble. I think about the prodigal son. Remember him, and uh, he came to himself. The Bible says, and also the Bible says he realized his transgression, his sin, and he realized the grace of his father. He went back, not wanting to be a son, but what? To be a servant. Yeah, that's humility. And uh, But the father embraces him and, and puts a best rope upon him and he puts a ring on his fingers, shoes on his feet and, and kills a fatted calf. And, uh, and and we often pay attention to the father in that story and we should uh, because the father is the picture of God and his grace. But realize the son's action as well. He came in with humility, not with pride and arrogance. The grace was available because he was truly humble. But for the son, the oldest son, he was filled with pride, wasn't he? Where is my feet? Where are my friends? And uh, he wasn't, in any sense, being grateful for God's grace. And remember that God's grace is available for you even tonight. But you've got to come to in humility. And we often forget because of our weights and sins. We often forget because of our pride and arrogance. But it is available and we can all grow in His grace as long as we are humble. And grace that is available tonight, I hope, you go to the throne of grace in your time of need because he'll be right there for you and that his grace will be sufficient for you. So grace that is available. Secondly, grace that should not be abused. Okay, I kind of covered this ground a little bit, but let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that our debt to sin live any longer therein. Not only should we remind ourselves that His grace is available, but also that His grace should not be abused. We are all guilty many times for abusing God's grace. Now, how do we abuse it? By sinning over and over again. And Apostle Paul says here, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And uh, so, according to this verse, why do we abuse God's grace uh, and, and sin over and over again? Because we're not being dead to sin. We are reacting to the sinful temptations again. You're not dying to self, meaning, we are responding back to the old sinful nature. Uh, but when we are truly dead, then there is no responding back. A dead person does not talk, hear, or feel. And that's how we ought to be toward our old sinful nature. Why? Because we have a new nature now. And we have a new man created after the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think about Romans chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. I'll read for you. Likewise, reckon ye Yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let, us, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that he shall obey it in the lust thereof. You see, we still have our sinful nature today. And that sinful flesh always wants to tempt us to do that which is wrong. and And the problem is that we tend to do that We allow in our sinful nature to dictate and and also allow that to happen and it truly tells us what to do. Instead of responding to God, we respond to the sinful nature. We respond to the old nature. That's why the Bible says in Romans 13, 14, But putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Because we ourselves are dangerous, okay? And we still have our sinful nature. And don't be so confident about your life today. And don't you think that you're above sin? The only person who is above sin is Jesus Christ, our Savior, And you're not above sin, my friend. Let us make sure that we reach forth and find His grace and make sure that we're not in any sense abusing His grace as well by sinning over and over again. Ephesians 4, the Bible says, If so be that ye have heard Him, have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that ye put on the new man, which after God, God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You see, Jesus Christ, the great example of our lives, is holy and pure. And we need to make sure we follow that same testimony. We need to be more like Jesus today. (coughs) God says, be holy for what? I am holy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, are we putting on the old nature once again? Are we putting on our pride once again? Are we putting on our fleshly desires once again? I encourage you to put those away and put on the nature of our Savior, Jesus Christ, after the new man. And I hope you're not yielding yourselves to the sinful nature all the time because that will be your master. But if you are yielding yourself to God and to His grace, he will be your master. And let us make sure that we don't abuse God's grace even tonight. So grace that's available and a grace that, can, that should not be abused. But number three, I'll finish with this. Grace that encourages action. And I like this point. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10, as we think about this scripture, I love it. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Let's say the rest of the... Phrase together, but I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. And uh, you know, Apostle Paul says, I am the least of the apostles, and I am the chief of sinners. And he was truly a humble man. And I think he knew God's grace very well. And as we think about the scripture, he said, hey, I lay more abundantly than any other apostles. Yes, I'm the least of the apostles, but I labor more than they all. Not me, but who? The grace of God. The grace of God. Oh, if we truly have the grace of God, then we will always uh, 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 always uh, uh, have a great action of service involved. And Apostle Paul labored more abundantly than The other apostles because he recognized and reminded himself who he was before and by the grace of God who he was uh, after that. Oh, there was the salvation of grace and the apostle Paul saw his new life in Christ as a start and not the end, okay? And meaning he had a great desire to serve the Lord And as he, uh, uh, in every sense, uh, as he was living his life, he was always anticipating how he could serve him more effectively and how he could truly more be yielded to him because he recognized the grace of God. His life had been turned from darkness to light and from death to life. And he's not, not, he's, not, he's, he's not identifying with Saul, but he's identifying with Jesus Christ. And he saw a new whole opportunity. And he says, hey, I put the past behind me, and I just count them but done. And I thank God I found the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, he did not take this grace for granted by just sitting around, but he labored more than anyone else. He labored more in sowing and work of the local church and laboring serving the people of God. And he was ready to be persecuted as well. He was ready to be ridiculed by other people. And, uh, 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 but he was willing to accept all that and, and embrace all that. Why? Because of the great exciting new life that God had given him. Is your new life in Jesus Christ exciting? I hope it is. Because it is truly a great, wonderful difference that God has made and, uh, ever since salvation. And I hope you are always grateful for what God has given you. Oh, God's grace is sufficient for you. And it's the grace of God that will help you to do more for him. And in uh, and, and every sense, I know we have our fears and insecurities and, and we have our weaknesses, but God wants you to find strength in his grace. And, uh, hey, you could love that person. Why? Because of God's grace. God's grace could help you to love like Christ. And uh, you might be uh, uh, fearful of sowing, but you could be like Jesus Christ and be the right winner. And uh, you could share the gospel because of God's grace. And just think of God's grace, you realize that you could do more for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think about the attribute of our God. He is omnipotent and that he is immutable. He is omniscient and uh, uh, he is love, as the Bible says. And we could think about all the attributes of God, but it will not mean anything unless we recognize his grace. He is omnipotent, but he is gracious in his strength, isn't he? And, uh, you know, he is omniscient, but he is gracious in giving his knowledge. And, uh, you know, he is love, but he doesn't just, you know, withhold that love to himself. But he is gracious to love us. You see, all the things that we enjoy in our lives is because of his grace. And all the things that we could become, how we could become more like Jesus is due to his grace. Because he is a great giver. He's a great giver. And we don't serve a selfish God tonight. And he's willing to give you more Power and grace and wisdom and love and whatever you need, even mercy, he wants to give to you. I hope you're humble. And I want you to know in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, I have finished with this. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything is of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God. And may we be filled with him. Don't be filled with yourself. And don't be, be, don't be filled with uh, 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 all the things that uh, 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 the world might provide in their strength. No, uh, uh, find strength in His grace and His power. Think of the grace that is available, grace that should not be abused, grace that encourages action all the time. And thank you for being fervent in the Lord Jesus Christ to be faithful to this church. And I believe it's because by His grace. And, uh, you know, a lot of people could expect some things from church and and their expectation is not met. And I understand that point. But let us always be grateful for our church. You know, there are always positive things that God is doing within this ministry. And we overlook them because of the complaints and, and maybe the expectation that's been missed. But let us always look at the positive side. And let's truly uh, uh, be grateful for all the people that God has given us. Hey, we are here because of His grace. And we should be, in every sense, fond of each other. And uh, do you truly enjoy the fellowship and also the service that we have at our church? And I hope you do. It's because of His grace that we are here. And I hope you find His grace all the time and grow in grace all the time because His grace is available every single day. And you wake up tomorrow morning. Why? Because of His grace. You're going to go to work tomorrow. Why? Because of His grace. You're going to be able to pay your bills. Why? Because of His grace. And uh, in every sense, you have your family, your, your marriage. Uh, why? Because of His grace. And let's think of His grace tonight and grow thereby.